This Water News with Steve Baker is supported by Clearwater and Filtration on Rough and Ready Highway, Grass Valley. Well, welcome to KVMR, Steve. Uh, Glad to be here. This last week, we had a nice watering this week across mm-hmm. the foothills. I guess it was over two inches, maybe more, maybe up to four. Um, this uh, really helped out with our fire danger status, I would assume. Oh, you bet. I mean, usually our fire danger is downgraded after we receive our first two inches of rain and by golly, we've received more than that, and I think it's closer to four inches. So because of this nice uniform saturation across the foothills, burn days have started up again. We can go ahead and get rid of all those leaves and sticks and things like that. I uh, need to remember, though, that you always need to check to make sure it is a burn day. So check the burn day status on the day that you want to uh, burn all the debris on, on your property. And when you do that, you need to burn between 9 a.m. and 3 p.m. Unless they, you know, they notify you us differently with with different uh, time periods. And of course, also uh, only burn natural vegetation that's come down for more than three weeks. Okay, it's got to be somewhat dry. And it's illegal to burn those painted and treated pieces of wood that we would just love to get rid of instead of going to the dump. But uh, just take your plastics and your plywood and so forth and take it to the dump. That's the best thing to do. To find out more about a burn day, just visit uh, myairdistrict.com. That'll get you there. Well, Steve, does this mean that in the big picture we are no longer in a drought condition? Well, according to the U.S. Drought Monitor, Almost 83% of California and Nevada is still in a drought. Now, out of that 83%, something like 36% plus, so a little less than half. But anyhow, those areas are extreme drought and exceptional droughts. So the big picture and the, the longer timeline says we are drying out. So, yes, we are in a drought. Climate changes are knocking at our door, I'd say. Okay, Steve, one response I've heard... Um here in California about their California's response to climate change is that there should be a state level executive order. Uh, What is your view of that? And how has California responded? Well, Governor Gavin Newsom, he he signed an executive order uh, and, and this order calls on the state's agricultural players and they are to preserve California's biodiversity and also store and remove more carbon from the atmosphere. So it's a lofty goal, and they're hoping to reduce uh, current emissions by 30% in these areas of conserved lands and and agricultural lands. It's really about implementing sustainable practices, so making like long-term changes in both our farmlands and and conserved lands. And uh, a way that they're going to accomplish this is to minimize the conversion of these types of lands in into urban lands. We don't we don't want to develop those lands because that's part of the problem. But the complaint that we're hearing as a result of this executive order coming out going out is that uh, in order to get this accomplished, you need funding, and and he didn't provide any kind of funding for for executing this particular uh, item. So the farmers and conservationists they. They like the idea, but they also understand that they need to remain economically and practically sound. Otherwise, they're not going to be able to continue. They they won't be able to do this. And the president of the California Farm Bureau Federation, he kind of put it this way to his people, to his membership. He said, he said, working lands only work 
if people are allowed to work them. <laughs> it makes a lot of sense to me, too. These issues are always uh, appear to be problematic. Mm-hmm. Can you share some stories that maybe might give us a little bit of joy and happiness? Oh, here? very seasonal, isn't it? Yeah. Okay. Well, here's a story. There was a woman, this, this really happened, there was a woman in Livermore, California, and she was, she was, she had flushed her toity, okay, she was flushing her toilet, and she was holding her wedding ring, and she lost hold of it. It went into the toilet, got flushed away, okay, this is her wedding ring that had been around for quite a while, and uh, one minute she had it, the next minute it slipped out of her fingers, and it was gone, so she thought, oh my gosh, her chances are non-existent at this point to ever find that again. Well, they did hire a plumber, and this plumber uh, looked with no success whatsoever. He was not—he didn't find it, and they were feeling pretty bad. So, so the husband and, and, and this woman, they also contacted the city of Livermore, the wastewater treatment facility, and asked them about it. Now, the treatment facility only gets these requests maybe once every five or ten years. It's not a very common thing that happens, but anyhow— it just so happened that the Livermore crew the, you know, was cleaning out the sewer mains with some sort of hydraulic hose in that same neighborhood after this happened. And the debris was still in a pile in one spot. And so within 30 minutes, that that crew used a metal detector. And guess what they found? A big, shiny diamond ring. What a joyful story that is, isn't it? <laughs> so anyhow, hard to believe that it happened, but they did find the ring, and it just goes to show you, you never, ever give up. That's a good one, Steve. Okay. Uh, thank you so much, Steve. Oh, you bet. Um, look forward to talking with you next week. Managing groundwater is Steve Baker's career and passion, and that has led him into working on all water sources and supplies. This has been another conversation with KVMR's water guy, Steve Baker. You can email him with your questions at stevebaker at operationunite.co. 